It's time to break out the brooms. The Cubs do what they need to do and sweep the Rockies. Let's talk about it next. You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Cozy. Sam will be here on Tuesday as we kick off the last week of the regular season. Please support the show by following on your preferred audio platform, and you can watch, subscribe, and leave a comment on YouTube. Thanks so much for making us your first listen Sam and I are lifelong fans, taking our passion into a discussion with you on all things Cubs. Today's episode is presented by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper picks, and you can win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Check out Sleeper today. Well, we bring you good news here on a Monday episode, which we're going to post right away, recording here on a late Sunday afternoon as uh, all these games matter, all these games are of consequence, and it was an exciting weekend at Wrigley Field in which Sam was at not one but two games, both Friday and Saturday's ball games, and again, we'll get that report from him for Tuesday. The Cubs sweep the Rockies that are now 82-74. and on the season with six games remaining. The Cubs won 6-0, 6-3, and 4-3. And we're going to start with that 4-3 Sunday victory, an intense battle, and the Cubs got the job done as they needed to do, keeping pace with the other teams in the wild card race, which we're going to get to in the final segment of the show. Also get an update on Adbert Alzali and Jamer Candelario as well. Jordan Wicks went six innings, four hits, three runs, one walk, and three strikeouts on Sunday. Then it was Palencia to Quas to Merriweather as Quas and Merriweather also closed out Saturday's victory, but in reverse order there. Cubs are now 5-1 and one when Jordan Wicks takes the mound. It's been a great experience with the rookie left-hander so far, and the Cubs mounted Another comeback as they came back and won on Saturday as well. Rockies led 3-1 to one in both Saturday and Sunday's game, and it was going into the bottom of the sixth on Sunday when Seiya Suzuki led off with the double, Swanson singled, Gomes hit a sack fly, and Patrick Wisdom hit a two-run home run to give the Cubs a 4-3 lead, and they never looked Bad. We're going to go Friday to Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday now uh, to recap the weekend. Jamison Tyone, much needed veteran performance, went out and shoved on Friday. Six shutout innings and route to a 6 nothing win. Drew Smiley pitched the seventh and the eighth and has been stellar out of the bullpen this season, essentially going to the pen when Jordan Wicks joined that rotation. And as Seiya got that sixth inning rally starting Sunday, he had a giant hit on Friday, a two-run homer in that game, 
And we need to start discussing Suzuki as Mr. September. I'm, I'm going to start that right now. Uh, after Saturday's game, Saya was slashing 370, 429, 741 this month with seven home runs and 22 runs batted in. Just an incredible uh, run that he's on. And, and really since that last game of the Mets series back in, in early August, he's been outstanding. Got that small break uh, in, in the benching and, and refocused, retooled. And the Cubs needed him to perform the way he has been. Um, and and it, it's great to see that that he's doing it. He looks more and more comfortable each time. Uh, you know, even defensively in right field, yeah, have no qualms right now. Um, so, so great to see him uh, step up this month and even beyond this month. Uh, so trying to file him for Mr. September. Like I said, Cubs were down 3-1 also on Saturday at one And this was uh, the surprise Marcus Stroman start. David Ross after the win on Friday, literally as he was walking from the podium, he pulled a fast one on everybody and said, hey, Marcus Stroman is starting tomorrow, as in Saturday. And there was no questions taken because literally he got up and walked away. Um, he was he was mid-stride. He was getting up from his chair on the podium there on the north side. And so when the, the media got to the clubhouse Saturday, uh, there was clarity with that, as Wicks got an extra day of rest, uh, as he uh, started excellently on, on, on Sunday. And the news that Javier Assad got moved to the bullpen, which we saw the effect of that right away. So a surprising start for Stroman. I, I will say, I think that the prospect of him pitching the ninth inning was more exciting on paper than it was a reality. And even him in the bullpen at all. Um, although the Cubs really have a bullpen need. We're going to lay some of that out when we update on, on Alzali, um in a few minutes. But, you know, Strowman in the bullpen to return from injury, you know, how sustainable was that? How realistic was that? Uh, although he looked good in that, in that weekend series in Arizona last weekend. Um, but, but the start for him, uh, a surprise. And I don't think it came together, uh, particularly early in the week. I mean, he was up. I remember he was warming up on on um, on Wednesday and uh, during Wednesday's game. And so I think this came together late. Um, not only was it a surprise, but I do think it feels a little forced. And on the surface, you know, what did Javier Assad do to lose his rotation spot? Um, at first, I thought Wicks on his scheduled day would follow out of the pen. They kept him in the rotation, obviously pitched on Sunday. But it felt a little forced. It, I don't know how appropriate it, it really was. Uh, again, Stroman just came off the IL and back to the Cubs. Um, and, and, and I think that it's not so much that I'm trying to put on my uh, – trying to try on criticism or, or skepticism with that. But what is his readiness? What is his level of readiness to actually open a major league ball game after what was mostly a mysterious injury? 
Um, so he allows three runs in three innings. And Javier Assad saves the game. He comes out of the pen right after Stroman. Goes four innings, shutout ball, two hits, no walks, six strikeouts. He was magnificent. Don't get me wrong. Another weapon out of the pen is great. Um, but is Stroman, you know, if, if the playoff started this week, would Stroman be in the rotation? Or what, what role would he have? I understand that there's six games left. But the way the rotation falls you know, would he appear to open a, a postseason game on, on this short of notice? So, you know, Assad's been in the rotation a while now. Now he's back in the pen. Huge because there's a, a massive need out there, and especially if he could provide length. But I'm still a little confused and trying to trying to juggle some emotions there. The more talent on the roster, the better. I think it's just about determining the roles right now when it matters uh, the most. And we're, it's so, we're so late. You know, we, the Cubs don't have the benefit of the calendar anymore to figure out, okay, who's going to set up Merriweather? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? Uh, especially with, with, you know, some injuries and some key, key pieces still on the IL um, as well. So nice to see the Cubs come back, win in spite of Stroman on Saturday. A note on Miles Mastroboni as well. He was the first acquisition for the Cubs way back last fall um, off waivers from the Rays. And he's been a solid role player. He ended up being that, you know, after a, an ice cold start. start um, pretty steady at third base where he's mostly played. And he went two for three with a walk on Saturday. And since July 18th, which is 20 games for him, about 50 plate appearances, he's hitting 391 with an on-base percentage of, of 417. The Cubs were able to right the ship and build out uh, what what their lead is now, and, and we'll get to that later in the show. But but these all these games are critical, and they were able to get the job done uh, this weekend. Two nice comeback wins, a decisive win on Friday. And as the sport becomes truly day-to-day -day now, okay, let's live day-by-day. Day. Let's uh, live by every pitch. And uh, the Cubs were able to take care of business against especially an inferior team uh, this weekend. Coming up next, the Cubs closer and starting third baseman are still on the injured list. They're eligible to return this week, but will they? More information on that. Coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Need fresh groceries for the week but don't have the time to go to the store? Try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites. And now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. This is a limited time offer. Terms do apply. 50% off up to $20. No minimum subtotal and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter promo code LOCKEDONMLB. That's code LOCKEDONMLB for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. The Cubs play the Braves at 6.20 p.m. Central Tuesday, and you can listen to every pitch with the Cubs Hometown Broadcast on Sirius XM. On the SXM app, search Cubs, or 
Tune in to Channel 844 and catch the Cubs all season long on Sirius XM. Adbert Alzali played long toss earlier in the week and had a light bullpen Friday, followed by a high-intensity bullpen on Sunday. So his return is possible this week, uh, likely more possible for the playoffs uh, potentially as the wild card series begins Tuesday, October 3rd. Very difficult right now not having your closer. Uh, Julian Merriweather is the closer right now for the Cubs. Was able to to lock that game in on, on Sunday despite some, some control issues. So you'd like to have your closer close in the playoffs. Um, you know, I, I not to not to give too captain obvious of a statement, but if Alzali is healthy and he returns as the closer, then everyone gets knocked down uh, to their spot that they were in. And for the most part, that had uh, begun to work really since mid, mid-July. Alzali the closer, Merriweather lighter, 7-8, uh, depending on the pocket of lefties or righties that the opponent was, was stepping to the plate. And, and then you have your middle relief, your, your Quas pocket, your Palencia, um, and, and we'll see who else steps up because Boxberger went to the IL. Brad Boxberger went to the IL this weekend. Keegan Thompson's back on the roster. And Michael Fulmer is still on the IL. And both of those dudes, Fulmer and Boxberger, uh, likely not returning. So that middle relief chunk which Marcus Stroman could help with, um, is in flux. And Quas has been used a ton. Palencia's looked better of late. Luke Little's a rookie. You know, what's what's his role? He, he probably wouldn't be on a potential playoff roster. And Hayden Wisniewski is always up and down. There's a lot of ebb and flow there. So, you know, if Alzali comes back, if your closer is able to close, then that just helps – everything out. It helps the whole calculus and the whole pitching path to victory. So um, we'll see because if he does come back, even let's say for the wild card series, that'd be his first appearance in almost a month. Alzali last pitch now way back on September uh, 9th. So, um, you know, let's, let's keep an eye on that this week and hopefully he continues to make those strides. And then Jamer Candelario is back to full baseball activities and is considered day-to-day. So manager David Ross said he could see uh, Candelario returning Tuesday in Atlanta. Remember, Nick Madrigal hit the IL this past week as well, and he's unlikely to return this week or in the playoffs. Uh, So right now, minus Candelario and Madrigal, it's Mastro and Wisdom at third. Uh, you saw Morel make a, a cameo appearance at third this past week. Um, if, if Mastro and Wisdom, and to an extent Morel is the combo at third, uh, maybe that could be okay. But Candelario is a clear upgrade. And then again, everyone would get down, uh, knocked down a peg, just like it, it was in the bullpen with the potential Alzali return. So if Candelario's back, then Mastro and Wisdom would really be nice bench pieces wisdom against a lefty pitcher um, either a starting pitcher or or a reliever as a pinch hitter and, and then Mastro to to go against a righty reliever or righty starter 
and uh, probably more likely as a pinch hitter or even pinch runner because he's been excellent um, on the bases this year. So the, the more talent on the roster, the better. And you'd like a playoff roster with your closer and your starting third baseman. Um, it's pretty simple. And, you know, to have Stroman back in that mix is huge. Um, so, so getting all these guys back is major. And if there are tough decisions to make because of availability and performance for a possible playoff roster, then great. Um, you know, would PCA make it? Would Canario make it? Would Wisniewski make it? Would Little make it? Those are the players that come to mind right away. And I think a couple of those guys would not. A uh, member of the roster goes back to 26 for the playoffs. Right now it's it's slightly expanded to 28. Um, so, so the more tougher decisions, the better. That means people are healthy and people are playing well. So we'll keep an eye on that. To wrap up, let's take a look at the playoff picture as the Cubs continue to make their push for the playoffs. Stay tuned. Today's episode is also brought to you by Sleeper. Your fantasy baseball team may be out of it, but there's a great way to continue playing fantasy and maybe even make up for lost seasons with Sleeper's daily fantasy picks. Sleeper is offering up to 100 times payout for up to eight pick contests. Choose as many as eight players that you like and pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats. Use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details to check out Sleeper today. Phillies firmly in the top spot in the wild card. Diamondbacks a half game up on the Cubs for the second spot. Cubs one game up on the Marlins and two and a half games up on the Reds. And let's start there with the Reds. They have only five games remaining. So they are effectively out of contention um, with a quirk in their schedule that they only have five games to make up two and a half. And the fact that they blew a nine-run lead on Saturday. Uh, they led 9-0 Saturday over the Pirates and lost 13-12. So I think they're out. Respectfully, they're out. Uh, Marlins have six games this week, just like the Cubs do. The Diamondbacks have seven. Uh, so a game each day this week after a rainout over the weekend in the Bronx that they will make up on Monday. Then they have three with the White Sox and three with the Astros. Marlins have three with the Mets and three with the Pirates. So a lot of balls in the air, a lot of scoreboard watching. Get out your MLB app. Perhaps you have MLB TV. Um, but it looks like it's coming down to, I mean, I think it's fair to say Diamondbacks, Cubs, Marlins. More specifically, Cubs, Marlins, just because the Diamondbacks play play the White Sox um, those three games, but you know that's on paper a softer landing spot than the Marlins playing the Mets, and then of course the Cubs playing the Braves. But uh, you don't play the games on paper, so perhaps the White Sox could help their crosstown uh, rival in the Cubs and beat up on on AZ this week. And the Marlins just played the Mets last week and, and did have, have some struggles. So they're going to have to face Kodai Senga again. Um, and, and they wrap up with the Pirates, who have, who have played well, uh, really since about late August. So 
we'll we'll see how it shakes out this week. I'll tell you what, Cubs three at the Braves, three at the Brewers. That's of course going to be our our main topic of discussion for for Tuesday's episode with Sam and I. And every every game is big. Every one of these shows is big. Um, I see a path to uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday's games this week, regardless of result, just going live uh, for you to join us on YouTube, just as this is the final week. And I think there's going to be naturally some reflection as well throughout the week. Um, you know, I spoke to Sam on the phone on Sunday and we both agree that the season has flown by, especially doing this show. Um, and I, I can't believe it in a sense that, that the season is going to be over this week, the regular season. Uh, Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer had a great quote after Sunday's win uh, because that was the last game at Wrigley in the regular season. Uh, and the hope and the dream, as, as Hughes and Coomer said, was that the Cubs would be back at Wrigley this year. And uh, that would be absolutely wild, uh, very exciting. And uh, we hope you join us for whatever does happen this week. Let's do it together. Hope you join us for the uh, final push for the playoffs and, and, and hopefully beyond as well. Um, later this week, we hope to have a big announcement um, for, for a way that you can support Sam and I further. Um, as, as we continue to do shows, not only on Lockdown Cubs, but uh, possibly elsewhere as well. So more details on that later this week, and we would love your support on that. Thank you so much for checking out this edition of Lockdown Cubs. As the Cubs sweep the Rockies, be sure to hit subscribe on YouTube and smash the like button for the algorithm. Also catch us on Apple, Spotify, and streaming on Sirius XM. Final week of the regular season. Let's see what happens. I'm Matt Cozy, and this is Lockdown Cubs.